All right, welcome to Making the Argument. Before we get started, I have a very important announcement. We have a brand new deal with GoodRanchers.com. That's right. If you go into Good Ranchers and you use promo code Nick and you sign up for one of their subscriptions, you're not only going to get $15 off, but do you remember the old deal where you got two pounds of ground beef with each order? Well, we just upped the game. That's right. You can choose top sirloin, salmon, chicken breast, or bacon now. Every single order you get on that subscription is going to come with free. Top sirloin, salmon, chicken breast, or bacon. You get to choose which one if you use promo code Nick. And again, $15 off on top of that. That's a savings of $480 in meat by signing up for one of those subscriptions. Not to mention the fact that if you are looking for a gift for someone that is impossible to shop for, you can go on to GoodRanchers.com and get one of their brand new gift boxes. Now, this is a limited time only offer. It's part of their overall Black Friday special. So go on to GoodRanchers.com to get more details. Sign up for promo code Nick in order to get that deal and let's get on with the show. So what in fact does it mean to be woke? There was a conservative commentator that was actually on TV the other day, got asked this question, was surprised by it and was not able to give a very good answer, which caused pretty much every leftist in the country to pounce. And so we saw a never ending stream on Twitter of claiming that woke is now a substitute for a slur. Some people even comparing it to the N word. And we're going to go ahead and analyze today. What does it actually mean to be woke? Is there a definition or is it intentionally vague? Not because conservatives have made it so, but because the left wants it to be. All of that and more coming up on this episode of Making the Argument. Thank you for joining us. I think if you listen to the end of this episode, you're going to be equipped to answer this question very effectively for the conversations that you will have with friends and family. If you aren't already a member of our Volley community, I hope that you will go to the link in the description of this show, sign up, download the app. I promise it's worth it. We look forward to seeing you there and hearing your thoughts on this episode. I'm so excited for today's episode, especially because I really want a firm working definition of the word woke. It's so important. I feel so bad for Bethany for missing this golden opportunity, but hopefully we will give you guys the tools you need to address any kind of response to this. Right now, what the left is doing is saying simultaneously that woke is a good thing, and also that's a slur on, as Nick said, par with a terrible racial slur. So we'll unpack it, we'll figure out what it really is, and we'll give you firm responses for all of this stuff going forward. Let's get going. All right, first things first, let's actually show everyone the video of what started all of this. Hamilton, go ahead and uh, play that video. Would you mind defining woke? Because it's come up a couple times and I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So, I mean, woke is sort of the idea that um, I... This is going to be one of those moments that goes viral. I mean, woke is something that's very hard to define, and we've spent an entire chapter defining it. It is sort of the understanding that we need to re -to totally reimagine and re re redo society in order to create hierarchies of oppression. Hard to define. Just yeah. listening to that, I died inside a little bit. But I, here's I feel, the thing. I feel bad. I feel bad for. Honestly, the reason we do this podcast is because of moments like that. We've yeah. we've all seen. A lot of moments like that where people in our corner or we ourselves have not been able to give a good answer. Mm -hmm. And that is 100% why Nick started making the argument. So, Well, because I, I, I get into these situations. I get into these situations where the press comes up and just like dumps a question on you um, where, where you've been. Where, where, here's what ends up happening. You end up talking about a particular category of things. And you're talking about policy or you're talking about potential consequences or you're talking about what you would like to accomplish. And then all of a sudden someone stops and goes, well, what do you mean by this word? And the thing is, is that we've all been talking and operating under the assumption that there's some sort of general understanding of what the word means. Like, for instance, nobody comes up and goes, what do you mean by tree? Right. Nobody does that. We all know what it we culturally all understand. Well, that's what tree it's a real means. word. It's a real word. We all understand what it means. Right. But then we have these other words that sometimes they have actual definitions and sometimes they, they don't. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of open-ended with respect to what it means, but they will, they will throw that out there. And part of the reason for that is to embarrass you. And I'm a, I actually have some examples of this that I'm going to give later where it might've backfired on a couple members of the press, uh, because this is something we had actually thought about. But I think first things first, I, I actually want to talk about some of the definitions. Yes. And, that, and hang on, before you get into that, the number one thing that the audience is going to have to be able to, to walk away from and that we're going to give them is the ability to avoid a situation like that. Yeah. Because 
we never want to be put into this gotcha situation where you're trying to defend your values or tear down the falsehoods that the left is perpetuating. And then you're asked a simple question and you can't give an answer to it. And suddenly the lack of being given an answer is is grounds to discredit everything else that you're yes. trying to argue. Yeah. Because every I'm willing to bet in that interview, everything else that she is arguing here is correct. But you know what? That one clip, that one 10-second clip where she says, oh, man, this is going to go viral, and she's struggling to answer it, that's used by the left for grounds to discredit everything else that she's saying. So when you're done watching well, this and, episode, you're going to be given a yeah. concrete answer for what some of these terms mean and why they're so nefarious and should be fought. And and, and keep keep in mind, they're not just using it to discredit her. They're now trying to use it to discredit anybody that uses the term woke. But here's where I actually think they might have they might have actually backfired a little bit. Because now that they've asked somebody else what woke is, and they've essentially said, well, you can't even define it. Okay, great. How would you define it? Because I'm going to let you define it now. I'm going to let you provide a fixed definition for what woke means. And anytime you do something outside of that, I'm going to get to say, that's not what you said. And they don't want that. So let's look at a couple of definitions that they provide. Because here's the other thing that's very frustrating about this, is that they will, they will call woke one thing, and what they will choose to use as define it will be the, like, the thing that nobody has any problems with. But then, so, so that's, that's the, the fixed definition that they will provide us. But then they will say a bunch of other things that fall within under this woke category. And the moment we call them out on it, they'll be like, no, 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 it's just this. Okay, but why did you say this thing over here? Like we saw this all the time with the CRT debate, right? Critical race theory. We would say, why are you teaching critical race theory within schools? Well, we're not. Actually, here's the evidence that you are. Here's somebody with the Department of Education in Virginia talking right now about how to train teachers on CRT. And then they would respond with, you just don't want to teach hard history. No, no, no. I'm fine with hard history, but this is over here. So first they say it isn't happening. Then they admit it's happening. Then they say it's a good thing. And then when you, when you start to criticize or critique individual components of it, they want to pretend that the larger argument that's made is just this narrow definition right here. That is intellectually dishonest and it is done on purpose. That's what you need to understand. This isn't by accident. So let's look at what they want to define woke as. So you can look at something as easy as the Wikipedia definition where it says it just means alert to racial prejudice and discrimination. Well, who could be who could be against being alert to racial prejudice and discrimination? Let's look at dictionary.com. Woke is sometimes used to characterize someone as hip or open-minded. What's wrong with being, oh, you, so you're against open-mindedness? How about Merriam-Webster? Aware of and actively attentive to important facts and issues, especially of racial and social injustice. Okay, now we have something a little bit a little bit broader, a little bit more specific, but what's important here is it says important to facts and issues, especially of two categories. So if your facts aren't wrong, then I guess you're not woke, right? If if your facts are incorrect, then I guess you're you're not engaging in woke. Notice how they're, they're all positive definitions too. They're all positive. Says, someone who is woke is very aware of social and political unfairness. Okay, so in every single one of these things, we have a very very positive uh, you know, definition or connotation surrounding woke. I would also argue a very vague definition. Oh my too. gosh. Intentionally vague. Not to mention the fact that one of these talks about social and political unfairness. One of this talks about racial and social injustice. One of it just talks about being hip or open-minded. The other one talks about specifically racial prejudice and discrimination. So right off the bat, if she would have given any one of the, and here's, here's, here's the trick. And we're actually going to go into a tweet thread that explains this beautifully. Had she given one of these definitions, Somebody from the left would immediately come in and be like, that's not the definition of woke. It's this, or that definition is problematic, or that definition is incomplete. Okay, great. What's the complete one? My favorite definition that I've ever heard anybody in the left give is when I hear the word woke, I just hear be kind. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, that's all it means is be kind. So as long as I'm kind, I'm woke. That's, that's your definition, right? Yeah. I don't have to subscribe to your theories with respect to systematic oppression. I don't have to subscribe to your theory that capitalism is, 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 um, or you have to be anti-capitalist to be anti-racist. I don't have to do any of that. I just have to be kind, right? Yeah. Well, no, they would never accept that. Mm -mm. So I, I want to take us to this thread and this comes from uh, the Twitter handle is vocal distance. It's at vocal distance. Um, what is that? Under underscore underscored uh, woke underscore distance. 
And the reason why I want to take us to this, and and we're going to spend a little time on here because this person did a very good job. So the first thing they did was, we're going to read the top and then I want to drop down some, it's a long thread, totally worth your time. Totally, take five minutes out of we'll, your life and read we'll, it. We'll include the thread in in, yeah. in the notes for the show so that way you can go read it in person. So Vocal Distance comes on and what they're doing is they're responding to this this viral thread and they give some examples of some of the things that the left were saying. And they and they were. They were they were actually making comparisons that now if someone calls you woke from the right, then they're doing it in, in the same way that somebody would call somebody a you know bigoted, you know, slur. So that's a tactic, but he goes, those, here's how the thread starts. Those who say we can't define woke or that it's just a slur or substitute for the N word are playing word games in order to undercut your ability to highlight and criticize their ideas. Let's talk about how it works. So defining woke. All right. So they go through here. He provides some examples of, of people that, you know, are, again, are saying that, you know, Woke is just a slur that the right uses. They don't even know what it means. But the part that I really want to get to, and this is, we we get down here to um, four. He goes, this is part of a strategy by critical social justice, AKA woke activists to protect their ideology and worldview from criticism. They want to prevent us from giving their ideology a name or a label in order to protect it from criticism. Let's look at exactly how it works. You will likely have heard social justice activists say things like white privilege is a product of systemically racist social structures, which center whiteness and marginalized people of color while reproducing white or while reproducing white supremacy. This reinforces dominant power structures and a cultural hegemony that benefits cisgendered heterosexual white males at the expense of BIPOC, BIPOC, Latinx and LGBTQS2 plus folks. We've all seen that jargon coming from people with similar views, politics, and ideas, all demanding sweeping social change from the left. They may do advocacy in different areas, but the similarity of the language and the fact they are always concerned with oppression, privilege, systemic power, diversity, equity, inclusion, inequality, sex, race, and gender indicate a coherent worldview is at work here. But if we try to name it, That worldview, or excuse me, if we try to name that worldview, we're told the name we pick is problematic, wrong, incorrect, bigoted, misleading, or otherwise problematic. Woke critical race theory, neo-Marxism, cultural Marxism, critical social justice, we're told all of these names are problematic. This inability to name this ideology prevents people from criticizing the project of social, cultural, and political change coming from the left. The woke want to demand social change without acknowledging, much less defending the worldview at the center of their project. This it's a is great beautiful. It's a great thread. And, and the thread's not even done. They go on and they actually talk about why why this is done. We're not going to get into all of that. Um, but but it, it really is. They, he, he, she, they've done a, a, whoever it is, they've done a beautiful job. Of, of articulating what's going on right here. And I, and I want to give some other examples of this. So for instance, at the height of COVID, I had a reporter come up to me and asking, because we were on the campaign trail, we were, we were running for Congress at the time, asking me about wearing masks, about vaccines, about mandates, all this other stuff. And he looks at me, he goes, well, don't you think, and I, and I was saying, look, if you want to take the vaccine, you can. I don't think we should mandate it. If you want to wear a mask, I understand. I don't think you should mandate it. They said, I said, the problem for me on all of this is the government coming in and compelling people by law to do things that might not be helpful or could potentially be damaging and, and allowing people to use freedom of conscience. And, and he looks at me and he goes, don't you think we should follow the science? So I did to him what this interviewer just did to her. I said, great. What science? Define it for me. And the reporter looked at me and st- like, well, you know, well, science is now, if I would have been recording that, I could have gone on there and said, oh, well, this reporter's clearly an idiot, doesn't know what science is. I said, I said, let me go ahead and tell you what science is. Science is, is, is essentially a, a system of systematic processes that we use in order to make rational, logical observations about the physical world in order to come to certain conclusions that will help us be able to navigate the, the world we see around us. That's like a loose definition. You can come up with something else. I'm, I'm sure Marion Webster- It's a process. Has a, but it's, it's a, that's what I was thinking. They said science is a process. 
whereby we come to, again, certain rational, logical conclusions through experimentation and other things. I said, do I think that we should utilize science when we make decisions? Absolutely. But science is a process. It's not a person. It's not a government agency. And again, it was one of those examples of someone just repeating this narrative, like, shouldn't we follow the science? Now, did he mean what we should do is utilize the scientific method? That, that we should we should posit a theory, we should, we should observe something within the physical world, that we should posit a theory about it, that we should conduct tests, that we should come back and reevaluate our findings and then come to a logical conclusion and then publish those results. Is that what he mean? No. He meant do what Fauci was telling us to do or the CDC was telling us to do on any given day. But he got to define that as science. And I didn't let him. I'll give you another example. I had a reporter come up based off of a bill I was carrying because we had all this DEI stuff, right? Diversity, equity, inclusion. And we were changing the name of something and we were changing, I think, uh, equity to opportunity. And the reporter goes, what is your guys' problem with, with equity? And I looked at him and I said, okay, define equity. He didn't know. He didn't know he had this vague inclination that equity was a good thing and we, were, we must be against the good thing. Now, I will tell you this. Equity is one of the few words that I see the left use all the time that actually has an inherent moral meaning because equity as defined simply means a fair or impartial process. Some other definitions might say a fair and just outcome. Well, a fair and just outcome is very different than what I hear a lot of my colleagues discussing when they mention equity. Because when you ask them, well, how do you define, how do we know equity, how do we know a fair and just outcome has been concluded? And they immediately start to go into, well, when we don't see so much disparity between various groups. Well, okay, I'm sorry. So equality of outcomes is the mechanism you're using to define what equity is. But that's not what equity is. But the moment you challenge them on it, it's like, well, why don't you like a fair and just outcome? Because what you're advocating for doesn't meet with the definition of what you're calling it. So you're either ignorant as to what it actually is or you're lying to me. What is it? This is why words and definitions are important. And it's also why we should not be allowing the left to redefine the English language. They do this over and over and over again. And and we see it with the term racism. Well, Racism used to have an, an explicit meaning. Yeah. It was the belief that one's race was was physically, intellectually, and morally superior to other races. Yeah. That is not at all the way oh, that the no. word racism is used now. No. And 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 so like this redefining of the English language is part of the reason that we've gotten into this mess to begin with. And as as this thread from Local Distance um explains, this is intentional. Because you, you look at all of these different movements and buzzwords that the left throws out, diversity, inclusion, equity. Um, you look at it, it's social justice, mm-hmm. um, or really the term justice in general. They use it with everything, racial yeah. justice, economic, ac- ju- economic justice, environmental justice. Environmental justice. Yeah. Um, these are all terms, and then they, 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 they try to act like that they're separate movements that are all just achieving this common goal that, that the only people that would possibly be objecting to them are people that hate the environment yeah. or they hate society or they're racist or they're, they're, they're greedy or they're evil, whatever. They have malicious intent, right? But they use these loose buzzwords. And then they perpetuate, you know, it's funny, Jordan Peterson talks about this. He talks about this ideological capture where, where somebody will start regurgitating phrases and they don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. To use an example, this thread mentioned, you've probably heard people that identify as woke or that we use or that we call woke, you know, you've probably heard them say phrases and then they'll, they'll talk about how like, you know, well, society's built around systemic, you know, racism and his, you know, you know, you know, his, you know, um, heteronormative power structures that reinforce, you know, cisgender. It's hard to remember all this stuff because half of these terms have been made up five yeah. seconds Neo-colonialism, ago. Neocolonialism. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, like <laughs> they, they just throw out all these different phrases. And what's funny is, is that the vast majority of the people that are, are repeating, regurgitating these buzzwords, they themselves would be, if I ask somebody, what is, what is neocolonialism? Oh yeah. What is a power structure? Yeah. How do you define heteronormative? What is, what is regular colonialism? Like, yeah, like, yeah. like they, <laughs> 
they would be incapable of answering those things, but instead they spin it around and they say, you can't define wokeism. And even yeah. if you can, it's a secret buzzword. It's a dog whistle yeah. for your racist, bigoted friends because you can't say the N-word any longer yeah. or you're not allowed to publicly discriminate against these people. And, and that's what you really want. No, here's what I really want. I want my individual rights as a human being to be protected. And wokeism as an ideology is committed to tearing that down. And we'll get into this in, in, in today's episode later on about exactly what this definition is. And it is not a benign definition. Well, the definition that, that, that we're going to be giving the audience is one that exposes the intent of the people that are pushing this. Because it's not all rainbows and sunshine as the left likes to portray it as. Well, I think we, this, this really goes into the whole the devil is in the details. So, for, for instance, if I, said, if I said I want to build a road between two towns. Well, gosh, who, who could, who could be against that? And the way I want to build the road is I want to enslave a bunch of people and Oh, well, all of a sudden that's pretty problematic, right? There's moral problems with the way you plan to build the road. And Oh, by the way, the way I'm going to, where I'm going to build the road is going to be right through these three villages. And we're going to, okay, well now all of a sudden, you know, now, now if you looked at me and said, wait a second, wait a second, you're going to use slave labor to build a road between two places. You're going to kill a bunch of people in between those two places. And I look back at you and I said, why do you hate roads? Why, why, do you, why do you hate transportation between two people? Why, why do you hate the idea of building bridges between two communities? I don't hate any of that stuff. I hate the way you plan to do it. And that's the issue with every time we get into this discussion with someone that is claiming woke ideology. Oh, I just want to protect the environment. I just want to be kind. I just want to be kind. I just want to be hip. I just want to be inclusive, <laughs> open-minded, right? I, that's all I, I just want. want to mutilate minors. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that's, it's like, that's pretty much, and, and then it's me, like, I look at that and I'm like, okay, that's, that's a woke thing. Right I, there. I, I remember when they looked at us and we said, Hey, we think it's problematic that you have a bunch of books in public high schools that actually visually depict through pictures, teachers being murdered, uh, junior high it, yeah. teachers being murdered. Right. And, and little girls being raped by adult men. We think that you should at least let parents know if that's in the school library. And their response you was, books. you hate books. You're, a book You're for censorship. You're like no it. different from the Nazis. How many times have you heard somebody on the left compare um, Ron DeSantis to Adolf Hitler? Oh, my gosh. Ask yourself, <laughs> ask yourself how many times you have heard somebody on the left compare the Florida Republican Party to the yeah. NSDAP. Yeah. Which is the, the, the German acronym for the Nazi Party. Yeah. Like it... It's almost comical at this point how, like, anybody on the right that has any objection to to the left's basically indoctrination yeah. that they're trying to push within the public education system, they are literally Nazis. Okay, brief history lesson. <laughs> the Nazi party invaded Poland, Denmark, Norway, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, Belgium, France, eventually Italy— Hungary, Romania, Greece. Yugoslavia, the Soviet Union, and killed millions, tens of millions of people on three continents. And yet, they are compared to the Florida governor. That is a gross, gross, evil comparison to, to compare a political party that systematically murdered 6 million Jews, killed 29 million Russians, killed a quarter of the population of Poland, and you're going to compare them to the governor of Florida because the governor of Florida does not think that sexually graphic material should be in public schools for middle schoolers. Or, or that minors should get life-altering surgery and be subjected to prescription drugs that will fundamentally alter their physique Go look up Adolf Eichmann. Yeah. Go look up Adolf Eichmann and say that that he is he is the embodiment of, yeah, of which, DeSantis. DeSantis is pushing back against the sort of stuff that people like Eichmann did. Go look at, at, at what happened within some of these camps and the and the experimentation that the Nazis did on some of their captives. Well, look, I, and, I think, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm not saying that the people on the left are supportive of the of of what the Nazis did. What I'm saying is that. When the left uses this comparison and says, well, my opponents are Nazis, it's a, we just kind of like gloss over it because we're so used to being called it on the right. But like, it is, 
It is an extremely disingenuous, dishonest, and offensive comparison. And we just kind of sit there and take it. Especially when you look at the comparisons and you go, uh, National National Socialist Party. Um, (laughs) Hey, guys. Uh, you guys are much more in line with this party and you actually have the death toll actually racked up as well with the unborn. Yeah. So you're a lot more like the well, Nazis well, look, than we are. Look, I don't want to, look, I, I don't want to get into the, the whole Nazi thing. Who's a bigger Nazi? Yeah. yeah I, no, what, what, I wanna, what I want to do is I want to focus on this whole idea of, of, okay, what's the benefit to the audience here? The benefit of the audience here is understanding a couple of things. There isn't a fixed definition of woke. There isn't. It's because it's a slang stuff. And, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's part because it's, it's a slang term that people started using. But there, there, are, there are common themes by the people that used to self-describe as woke, right? And to some degree still do. There was common themes among it. Now, I, I, would, I would say this. Like, if you were asking me what the common theme was, you know, I, I, rather, I said it was, it was generally a worldview which attributes disparities among groups as indications of systematic oppression or inequity. And then you could, have, you could have added on top of that and generally advocates for government policies that will work toward equality of outcomes, right? That, that was like the nicest, most benign definition I could come up with for what someone might be considered woke, right? It's someone that is, is incredibly sensitive to anything that could potentially be interpreted as racist, bigoted, sexist. But the problem is, and the reason why woke, woke used to be something they used to define themselves along those categories, right? Like, you know, open and sensitive to racial injustice and social injustice, et cetera. And then what happened was is so many people that described themselves as woke started becoming very, very honest with respect to what their policies were. And all of a sudden, people started attacking those aspects of the policy. They started to come up with absurd notions. I mean, we just watched the lieutenant governor of Minnesota as she was talking about potential sex changes for children going, you know what? It, it is when your children tell you what they are, our job as grownups is to listen and believe them because that's what good parents do. Really? Well, I mean, okay, so if your kid thinks they're a mermaid, you just toss them in the Pacific, huh? Because you want to be supportive. Right. We would, we would hit things like that and be like, that's absurd. And be like, that is not what we, we mean by this. We just mean inclusion. We, we just mean diversity. I, I was looking up these various speeches on diversity is our strength. Diversity is our strength. Diversity is our strength. Here, here's one thing I want to go over as, again, an example. We already talked about science. We already talked about equity. These have fixed definitions. There's, there's a couple other words that they regularly use as part of this woke definition. Inclusion equality, tolerance, diversity. Here's what you're going to notice about all of these words. They don't have any inherent moral meaning. Now, if you go back and you look at the dictionary, they're all starting to be rewritten with either secondary or tertiary definitions where they're now adding in kind of the left, the the left wing colloquial understanding of these words. So I did this exercise with a group of students once. All the students were sitting there. We were talking about philosophy and, and policy. And I said, I got a question. How many of you here believe in tolerance? All the hands went up right away. I said, okay, great. So you believe that we should tolerate rape and slavery. All the hands go down immediately. I'm like, oh, so you're not tolerant. And now all of a sudden it's like, what? I said, let me tell you something. Tolerance can be a good thing or a bad thing entirely based on the context of the discussion. But you've all been programmed to think when I hear this word tolerance, I'm automatically supposed to associate it with something positive. Regardless of context, doesn't matter. I said, who here is for, okay, so let's try a different, this one's it. Who's here for equality? And now the hands are slowly going up, like, like, is this a different one? I said, okay, okay, great. So you believe that society in general should treat a murderer and a doctor the exact same way. I don't mean equality before the law. Just e- we should treat those two people the exact same way because equality is important. We'll, we'll, we'll know. Oh, so you're against equality. Same thing with diver- who here is for diversity. Okay, great. So if you had a room full of children, how many pedophiles would you want to be in the room You know, for diversity? Because we don't have any right now. Would you, would you want that? Would that be good diversity? No, exactly. In every single one of these terms that we use, context is incredibly important. Is diversity a strength? 
depends entirely both on what is diverse and what is the end goal or the end state of the people in that room working in cooperation towards something. Because diversity can be really, really bad if a bunch of people hate each other and now you've put them in close proximity with one another with no mechanism to peacefully adjudicate their differences or problems. Right? Equality can be really bad if all of a sudden what it means is that we're treating behaviors which are bad for society the same as we would treat behaviors which are good for society. Right? If woke is nothing more than being sensitive to the fact that there is such a thing as racism in this world, then that's not a problem. But if you're going to say that woke policy means that not only do you have to be against racism, but you also have to adopt the Department of Anti-Racism that Abram X. Kendi wanted that would have the power to overrule any law that was made by your local, state, or federal government, an unelected bureaucracy in D.C. And then we'll look at that and be like, that's ridiculous. And like, well, you just don't understand CRT. Well, apparently neither do you. You just don't understand woke. Apparently neither do you. I think um, when we're talking about woke, what what is woke? Here's the thing. They have their own definitions, but we all have an image that comes into our heads every time we think of the word woke, you know? And I think people, that woman on the newscast didn't want to know what the actual definition was. She wanted to know what her definition was. How do conservatives see wokeism? And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of an interesting uh, thing. So when you think of woke, please put in the comments what you think of. Um, but can, can anybody give a pretty solid definition from the conservative perspective? Yes. In fact, I, one thing that I would love to do is kind of open it up to, to everybody to, to offer their own definitions. And then let's, let, let's come to a conclusion of what definition should conservatives or libertarians listening to this show use if they're ever in any sort of debate about wokeism itself. Because the, the number one thing that I think that we can give our audience is a, a concrete definition that exposes the radical end state that wokeists actually want. It's not enough to just give a benign definition, right? To say, oh, well, well, you know, it's the misguided view that society's built around, you know, uh, oppressive power structures. That, that, that isn't sufficient enough because it, that's only half the story because it's not just the, the belief that, oh, well, there's some sort of, you know, systemic inequality that's out there in society. No, that's not at all what wokeism is. Wokeism is, a, is an end state not just a belief system. But they can't even agree on the end state. I mean, well, they can to some degree. I think they definitely can, though. And, and I think that is what makes this so nefarious. The, the, the number one thing of value that we can give our audience is a concise definition. I've got one actually from local distance that I want to read off. And it's, it's too long to use in a debate, but it, it helps us build a, um, uh, uh, a framework through which we can we can, uh, you know, con construct a more concise definition. Um, so local distance gives this definition for woke. Woke, sometimes called critical social justice, is a type of social justice politics that claims systemic identity-based uh, systemic identity-based discrimination such as racism, sexism, homophobia, white privilege, and other sorts of injustice are baked into the fabric of society. In short, society is oppressive. They believe this occurs through, quote, systems of power, which were created for the benefit um, for the benefit of people who are white, straight, and male at the expense of everyone else. This power operates through cultural hegemony, cultural dominance. And by socializing people into accepting the legitimacy of this oppressive system and accepting their place in it. Wokeness claims these systems of power warp every element of Western culture in a way that harms people. And for that reason, all of society must be radically restructured. This gets into the I, I think that's, I, so far, I think this is pretty good. I'm almost done here. Everything, including science, knowledge, truth, beauty, economics, education, sports, music, film, agriculture, justice, and everything else in society are full of bigotries, biases, and self-interests, which are a product of the systems of power that were created by and for straight white males. 
On this view, even things such as math, biology, physics, and chemistry must be radically rebuilt with a focus towards diversity, equity, inclusion, social justice, anti-racism, and so forth. That is the definition that vocal distance gives. It's a long-form definition. No, it, 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 it is. Because, and, wanna, and the reason why I think it's important the way that and, – and I'm, I'm usually – I try to be very careful about defining something in such a way that I think it extends beyond a, a fair definition. Um, and that's usually when you go into the intentions side. But the, the problem, but what, I, what I think vocal distance did very well is that I, I see this common thread all of the time where, again, they, they will attempt to start the definition with, you know, anti-racism. Okay, well, in, insofar as racism is the way we've defined it before, which is the, the, you know, the belief that you think your race is superior, you know, mentally, physically, intellectually to other races, right? I, yeah, I feel like that is, I think that is an immoral position to take. And so I would be anti that position. But if you're going to then redefine racism is to say that, well, you can't be racist toward white people because they're the top of the you know power structure, the, the hierarchy. Well, now I, I don't agree with your definition of racism. And now you're going to say, oh, well, therefore you're anti-racist, therefore you are racist. Right? That, that's how their logical thought, that, that's how their, their thought pattern goes with respect to the way they engage with people. And then when you're sitting there going, no, I'm, I'm not racist, I, I disagree with your definition, I would like for us to be able to define terms to see if there's something that we can agree upon. Well, they don't have to because they've already identified you as a horrible human being and a bigot, and you don't need to listen to horrible human being and bigots, you just need to punch them in their face, right? That's, that seems to be the way that they, we get treated. Or you need to be shouted down or canceled or removed from society in some way. Cancel culture is huge within woke. Yeah. So I, I think, so what I think was so appropriate about that is that he, he did actually identify certain components of it to where we would say, okay, I don't have a problem with anti-racism as long as we can agree with racism. I don't have a problem with making sure that, you know, people are treated equally before the law provided that we can agree on what that means. But if the poison pill in all of this is this idea that essentially this worldview rests upon this notion I think a flawed notion that that all of our societal structures in the West, I think it's interesting that they usually highlight that in the West are built around, again, this, these power structures that were designed by straight white men in order to oppress everybody else in order to benefit themselves. If you accept that fundamental premise, well then by necessity, you have to tear down the fundamentals upon which Western society has been built. And the moment you're not willing to accept that, then you are, anti everything else that they stand for. And they will pick the thing which they think will give them the, the greatest, you know, power within the, the general discussion in order to accuse you. And, and there, there is no mechanism for you to be able to come back with that world. There is no mechanism for you to be able to come back because again, the moment you use logic, well, what's logic? Well, according to them, this idea of linear thinking, and if you don't believe this, go look at what they posted in the Smithsonian for a while on attributes of whiteness, where they actually held up the scientific method, linear reasoning, right? Hard the, law, work. the law of non-contradiction, the nuclear family as concepts of attributes of whiteness, as if white people invented this stuff. I, newsflash, we didn't, right? I would say that cultures throughout time and history have independently discovered have independently these. discovered positive attributes of using something akin to the scientific method or linear thinking. They're not white things or hard work. I mean, yeah. ba ba basic like here, th this is why it's so nefarious. And, and we've talked about this on volley and we've talked about this in the podcast before at some point in the near future, we will be doing a series on postmodernism yeah. and how this is completely torn down our ability to even just think critically about things because thinking critically yeah. is an act of of systemic oppression. Systemic oppression. Yeah. So like like I I I have a th there's another definition for critical race theory that I think it, it also fits into this and it kind of applies to the broader definition of wokeism as well and this one is much shorter much shorter. Critical race theory is is three parts. Part one, it charges an entire demographic with a collective crime. Part two, it uses that charge as grounds for framing individuals within that demographic as perpetuators of that crime. Part three, it seeks to strip said condemned individuals of their rights, dignity, and equal protection under, under the law based on that charge. Um, my short form definition of wokeism is much shorter than, than wokeal distances. 
I define wokeism as this. The belief that society, I wrote this actually in this podcast, so maybe it'll go through some revisions over time, but <laughs> yeah. here's where I'm at at the moment. My definition of wokeism that I, I would give to the audience member that wants to use a definition in a debate or to defend, defend their views against what the left is pushing, I would define wokeism as the belief that society can be divided into oppressor and oppressed classes based on race, ethnicity, gender, and sexual orientation. And that oppressors have built social, political, and economic institutions that must be dismantled in order to free the oppressed. This dismantling can only be achieved through government indoctrination in education, discrimination against the oppressed, and coercion. Or sorry, no, against the oppressors. Yeah. Let, let, Let me start over again for the second paragraph. The oppressors have built social political, and economic institutions that must be dismantled in order to free the oppressed. This dismantling can only be achieved through government indoctrination and education, discrimination against the oppressors, and coercion by force. That is is my definition of wokeism, because I also include the end state in there, and I think that end state is absolutely necessary. I don't usually like to attribute motivations, but you know what? When somebody says what they're going to do over and over and over again, and they're finally given a chance to do it, and lo and behold, they do it, I'm going to believe them. I'm sorry, but like every time, every time we've seen the left take over a state legislature or briefly the federal government, what have you seen them do? Every single time they have imposed exactly what I'm talking about here. Here's an example in San Francisco. The, the, the city council in San Francisco wants to give $5 million to people based off of their skin color. They want to give $5 million apiece to black residents of San Francisco. Why? Because they're black. And where, do they, where are they going to get that money? Well, they're going to be taxing every other ethnicity that lives in San Francisco. And that's not just white men, by the way, let alone straight white men who basically don't exist in San Francisco. (laughs) They're going to be taxing Jews. They're going to be taxing Asians. They're going to be taxing Hispanics. They're going to be taxing Native Americans. And black people. And they're going to be taxing other black people. Mm in order to pay people simply based off of their skin color. So, so yes, I, th- there's examples out there. And th- this, this sounds outrageous five or 10 years ago. And the reason why is because it was outrageous five or 10 years ago. But there's so many people that have been indoctrinated into believing this is an inherently morally good thing that we've gotten to this point where there are people who have good intentions. They're, the, they're Lenin's useful idiots, right? Yeah. They have good intentions. They want, they want to help free the oppressed. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to? Well, it goes. It goes. Being led along to push for things that are the complete antithesis of all the principles that Western society has been built upon, and that is on purpose. Yeah. That is the stated goal of wokeism: is dismantling Western values that have made places like the United States as free and prosperous as it has become. Well, and and this this goes back to where one of the things that I think is a, a core attribute of, of wokeness that I've I've witnessed by people that actually adopt the term and are proud of it. Um the absolute the grievance versus gratitude. The the absolute dependence on perpetuating grievance. Um, because perfection has not been achieved, but then you you ask them, okay, well, how do you plan to do that? And it always, always, like with with almost no exceptions, always includes massive government power, control, intervention, coercion, and of course, that government power and control and coercion is going to be wielded by people like them. So you don't got to worry about it. And then and then you ask them, like, okay, in the scenario you've just described. Has that ever been tried somewhere else in the world? And what were the results? Were, were the results more equity? <laughs> like, and and it's it's gotten to the it's gotten to the point of absolute absurdity to where you see people actually defending. There there was Jacobin Magazine actually wrote this just absurd article talking about the fall of the Berlin Wall. And while the Berlin Wall was controversial, at least in East Germany and, and in the Soviet Union, there there had been greater equity with respect to economic distribution. And you're looking at this going, do you they not were starving equally? Do you not remember people dying to try to get over that wall to the West? Do, do you not remember people trying to go over, under, and through that wall and being gunned down because they wanted to make it over here 
to the place that you've now described as some sort of racist, sexist, bigoted hellscape. And, and you want to replace what we have because it isn't perfect, but the only way we're going to achieve this woke perfection is by handing over the levers of power to people like you who will use force and coercion as you see fit in order to achieve the equitable outcomes as you happen to define from one day to the next. No thank you. There's another aspect of wokeism that um, maybe touched on a little bit, but I mean, I think when we look at wokeism, um, there are certain things within it that that are, are of a, a racial nature, and and pretty much everybody, if you're if you're not an idiot, um, agrees that there has absolutely been oppression between races, and um, and that that is absolutely unacceptable. There's this other f- facet now being added to it, and that is the trans issue. Um, that is transitioning children, the pronoun issue. And so I think most people didn't really become awake to wokeism yeah. um, until they went after our kids. When they started going after the kids and wanting to mutilate their bodies and and put them on, you know, chemical castration medication and things of that nature. Um, and I think that that is the one thing that sort of spurred the right into action because before that it was like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, there were horrible things that happened and yeah, we, we are all, everybody's paying for it. Everybody's going to continue to pay for it. It was wrong. Um, and, and so it was a lot harder to, recognize the critical race theory underpinnings. Um, but now, now that they're going, going in this direction with all the genders and, and everything like that and, uh, and grooming children and, and things of that nature, you know, you have to add that grooming component into wokeism because it's there and well, because they defend it and they refuse to vote against it over and over and over again. And they refuse to condemn it. And so how do we address that as well? Because it's not only about race. Well, no, I, I, think- I, I totally agree. I, th- there's another like, like definition that I think is useful, and we'll be bringing this up in a future podcast at some point. There's this term that I've brought up occasionally before called the successor ideology mm-hmm. that expands way beyond the whole CRT racism. Racism is just one, co- you yeah. know, the, the CRT is just one component of it. Um, Wesley Yang is the guy that coined the term and, and he defines what he calls the successor ideology, which kind of is all encompassing for all these woke movements as, as the following. It's a political movement centered around intersectionality, social justice, identity politics, and anti-racism which is supposedly replacing conventional liberal values of pluralism, freedom of speech, colorblindness, and free inquiry. Yang then goes on to say, he defines the successor ideology as, quote, authoritarian utopianism that masquerades as liberal humanism while usurping it from within. I think that's, in fact, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna make a call right now. That will be our next episode. We're gonna talk about successor theory because I think it, I think it does a really good job of breaking down some of these terms. But I know we need to wrap up for today, so I want to give everyone kind of like the final overview. Like, what, what does this actually mean? What, what should you take away from this? Now, here's one thing that I would encourage you to do if you get in a discussion with somebody. And, and you think the decision, and let's say it's someone that you've pretty much identified as they kind of agree with this woke ideology. And we've offered a couple of different definitions here. And you're going to notice some differences, but there's, there's common themes with everyone that kind of takes this woke moniker. The thing I would encourage you to do is get out ahead of this. Before it even comes up, just look at someone and say, how would you define woke? And, and the reason why that's so important is because typically on the right, right, or in, in libertarian circles, we're pretty comfortable with definitions. We, we like definitions because definitions provide clarity so that you can engage in rational discussion and, and actually understand perspectives. And all, we, so we like them. They don't. They don't like them. So if they ask you for a definition and you give one, just understand they're going to have a problem with your definition, almost certainly have a problem with your definition. So one of the things I tend to like to do is when I get asked about something, I'll say, can you please define that for me? Or can we please define our, before we discuss that, can you please tell me what you think it is or what you think that word means? 
And again, my experience has been they typically don't like to define it because the moment they do, all of a sudden it can be opened up for critique. So always keep that in mind. It, it is a, it's not just a you know, crazy strategy or tactic. If somebody doesn't want to give you a definition, you should insist upon that because it's very difficult to have a conversation otherwise. The other thing I would say that, that we've kind of hammered out here is, again, it's this idea that this is more of a comprehensive worldview. This has always been an ill-defined term to describe something. So you don't have to accept that this is just anti-racism or being aware of sexism or racism within society when it's very clear that they attribute that all to a centralized power structure that they believe has been organized in such a way to you know, benefit straight white males and hurt everybody else. Right? You don't have to just accept that as their definition. But I don't, I have yet to meet a single woke person that doesn't believe that, that doesn't believe that this at the core of all of this is systemic oppression made by straight white males to benefit them at the expense of everyone else. Right? So th those are two important things to remember whenever this particular term comes up. And then when you actually get into the discussion, the other thing that is very, very important to remember, always distinguish between identifying or diagnosing a problem and the proposed solution or proposed process to deal with the problem. This is where I got into that example I gave before. All I want to do is build a road between these two communities in order to connect them. How do you plan to do it? Oh, I plan to do it by doing all these horrible, horrendous things. You can agree with the concept of the road without having to agree with the, the plans and mechanisms they have to actually achieve it. That's an important distinction as well. So define terms and, and when, whenever possible, make them define the terms that they're using, right? And then distinguish between a problem, the diagnosis of the problem, and the proposed solutions. Because what I found is that people can agree on a problem. People can agree on a particular positive end state. But the proper diagnosis of the problem will inform a lot about what the solution should be. An improper diagnosis will cause some really, really bad policy discussions. And don't let anybody tell you you don't agree with the good, perfect, wonderful end state where everybody's happy, healthy, prosperous, and free simply because you don't agree with the way they've diagnosed the problem or the method that they're going to choose to get there. Because again, I have yet to meet a woke person that doesn't believe that the solution to all of this is going to include a whole lot of coercion, power, confiscation, redistribution, all to be carried out by nice, woke, kind, compassionate, hip people like them. Thank you for joining us on this episode. We will see you next time where we will be discussing successor ideology. I think this is really going to, uh, it's going to be able to give you some, some great insight and information into kind of like the larger picture on what's going on right now. That will also play well into when we get into our other series talking about postmodernism, deconstructionism, and some of the underlying philosophies behind everything from critical theory to some of the economic theories to some of the social theories that we're seeing put out there. Once again, thank you for joining us and we'll see you next episode. Once again, thank you very much for listening. If you want to support the show, again, one of the best ways you can do it is by heading over to GoodRanchers.com with promo code Nick. You're going to get $15 off. You sign up for one of those subscriptions and you're going to get up to $480 of free meat with that subscription. You get to pick top sirloin, salmon, chicken breast, bacon. It is all up to you. Plus, if you're looking for gifts to get for the people that are impossible to shop for, GoodRanchers.com also has gift boxes. You need to act quick. This is part of their overall Black Friday special. So head on over to goodranchers.com, use promo code Nick, and once again, thank you for listening.